So I think for me, I figured out two things. First of all, that home for me is going to be wherever my family is. It like doesn't matter what country they're going to be in. It's that idea of going home to them. Like that's just going to end up being home because I will never have home associated with a physical place. It's not a physical house. It can't be a physical location. Like that just has never been there for me and won't ever like regarding my family. But I've also figured out that through moving around, I'm super open-minded and adaptable. Hi everyone, this is Gab. And this is Lei, and welcome back to our fourth episode of Where to Go Next. We have Veronica and Kate on the line today. That sounds scary. It sounds like you're on a game show or something. I don't know. That's not what I meant at all. But I'm really excited to meet you both. Um, and just to kick it off, our first question that we always ask guests is, where are you from and where are you currently? You can just... Talk a little bit about where you come from, where you've been, where you're quarantining, any way you want to answer that question. So, Kay, do you want to go first? Um, okay, so I was born in New York City. I have American and Czech citizenship. My mom is Czech. My dad is American. I then moved to Prague, where I lived for 16 years, roughly. I then lived in the UK for two years, then I went back to the Czech Republic to do some work, and then I went to the U.S. for four years. So I don't know where I'm from. <laughs> I don't really feel like, um, I don't really feel like I belong to one country, and I'm sure Veronica will have a lot to say, but um, I don't know. Like, it depends. Some It depends on where I am and what I feel like mm. on that particular day where I'm from. Yeah. Um... Well, yeah, I, so I'm Czech originally, uh, that meaning that both my parents are Czech and I was born here, but when I was two years old, I moved to Romania. I was there for four years. Then I moved to Hungary and I was there for three years. Then we moved to South Africa and I was there for four and a half years. Then we moved to Moscow and we were there for three years. And then I moved to the UK. <laughs> and then whilst at university in the UK, I also did a year abroad in Boston and then went back to the UK, and now I'm currently living in Prague because I moved here last September to work. So I really have no idea where I'm from. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> uh, I've only ever spent summers in the Czech Republic, so even though I can speak the language fluently, and um, I don't actually have any real connections here necessarily, like I, I never really lived here. So, um, so yeah, so... Where am I from is a very good question. And where am I going next? I have no idea. I think sometimes it's like a one step at a time kind of thing. Um, so I guess that's, yeah, introduction about mm. me. <laughs> so I have a quick question for you guys. When you were growing up and moving around, was it mostly because your parents were moving? And like, if that was the case, was it mostly because of jobs or like other reasons that as a family, you guys were moving around? Yeah, it was because of my dad's job for me. Uh, so it was, yeah, that was the only reason, really. Um, same for me. I mean, at first when I moved to England, it was also because of my dad's job. And then after when I personally started moving, it was because of me and sometimes education, but sometimes also personal growth or, you know, other factors. Yeah. To be fair, after university, like my year abroad and then moving back here, that was all my decision, like after high school, but like growing up up till that point up until finishing high school definitely was just because of my dad's job and very like 
family decisions. Yeah. Wow. I resonate with that so much. I thought living in 10 states was a lot, but you both have lived in like 10 countries combined. And also it was my dad who was always dragging us around. But I guess I'm curious too, like as a kid, Gab and I have talked about this before, and I think I've always wondered, like, not having the sense of home sort of, like, makes it easier to move, and I'm, like, in this transition right now. Um, I'm normally in Boston, but we're going to be moving to LA, and I feel like right around now is where I'm like, why am I moving again? Like, what am I doing? But I guess I'm curious to hear more about, like, when you started making the decision to move, like, were you ready for that? Like, was it easier or does it become harder every time? Like, I'm really curious about what motivates you to move. Mm, how do I phrase this? I think for a long time, I was very confused about like my identity, like Czech identity, especially. So I think for like the second half of my travels around the world, I've always been trying to, wherever I am, I was trying to tie it back to my Czech identity and figure out what like who I am through that and how what I'm doing somewhere else relates back to being mm -hmm. Czech or Czech history or Czech culture yeah yeah I always found like for me I don't know if this may well I figured out that when I was growing up I was moving to all these places but whenever we moved we I was always in very international schools and international schools that were usually actually set up by embassies so it was usually like a combination of like a US, UK and like Canadian embassy, like in Moscow. And then, so I didn't find it weird necessarily. And I didn't struggle so much with that sense of home because everybody around me was the exact same. Everybody around me was moving every couple of years and they'd go home for the summer and then we'd come back and we always kind of, you know, it was like the same idea really for all of us. And then I got to university and that's when it hit me. Everyone was like, you did what? And I was like, oh, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird that I've lived in like six countries by now. And they were like, yeah, I lived in the same house in the same village in the same place for like 18 years. Like, and that's when it started hitting me more that like they were asking me questions about the Czech Republic, which like I couldn't answer. Or I had friends come to visit me and I was like, I don't know where to take you in Prague. Like, I don't know the city. <laughs> I can testify that. <laughs> Literally, like, yeah, I got you here. Kate is, is the one who's introduced me to Prague and shown me to Prague because I didn't know anything here. But that's like, it only started hitting me after high school when you kind of are like doing stuff more independently and you're not abroad all the time. And you kind of like, and meeting Kate and Kate was like, taking me to all these places. And it's like, I don't even know where that is. Like, Kate giving me directions on how to get out of the metro and which direction to go is like... Let's meet at the Starbucks. Starbucks or New Yorker. Honestly, like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I learned to navigate Prague through Starbuckses. It was one of the only ways for me to like... So yeah, so I struggled with that idea, but more so after high school. Because growing up, everyone just was in a very similar boat to me. Mm. Um, so that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think... It might be really hard, especially for you. Like, I thought that having spent a few, you know, a significant amount of time in two countries is really hard to balance that, like, struggle. So I, I guess, like, for you and even Kate, I know Kate went to Korea. So, like, for you, you spent a fair amount of time in, you know, U.S., um, Czech, uh, Czech Republic, and Korea. So, like, the more country you visited, do you find it harder to sort of construct a uh, identity or the more countries you visit that question becomes less important to you i think i've got, gotten a lot more clarity through moving around more and 
especially like living in Korea is so different to living in England or in the Czech Republic. And even in the US, like living all these countries are so different and cultural identity is so different that it helps me like rearrange my thoughts and construct my own ideas about what it means to be me and what it means for identity and like nationality and if countries and borders have anything, to what extent do they have anything to do with that, I think. I have struggled, and maybe to this day I do really struggle trying to figure out my identity in terms of, like, where I'm from. Because obviously, like, I spent altogether about seven years in the UK, but I never felt like I was British. We're never going to yeah, be British. Yeah, but, like, you never feel like you fully settled down there. But when I went my year abroad and I was in Boston, I figured out I was missing a lot more British stuff than I was Czech stuff. But that's because I spent so much time in the UK, but it didn't necessarily feel like that was my home. So I think for me, I figured out two things. First of all, that home for me is going to be wherever my family is. It like doesn't matter what country they're going to be in. It's that idea of going home to them, like that's just going to end up being home because I will never have home associated with a physical place. It's not a physical house. It can't be a physical location. Like that just has never been there for me and won't ever like regarding my family. But I've also figured out that they're moving around. I'm super open-minded and adaptable. So I don't find it hard to move necessarily or meet new people. <laughs> and that like, and being open-minded, I feel like, I'm an adaptable person in terms of my identity as well. Like you're always developing yourself, but I definitely don't go into situations thinking like, this is who I am. And this is like, you know, I'm not like closed minded. It's like tunnel vision. Like I'm always, what's the word? Um, not bouncing off, but like incorporating just different like cultural elements or whatever, like into yourself. And like you change with that. And then you look back like two years ago, I was a very different person to who I, to who I am now. And like moving is a part of that. So, Yeah. Yeah, um, I I do think that is really true. So um, backstory for listeners and um, I guess for Lei as well. So when I went to visit Prague with Kate and my other friend Megan, I also had the chance to um, see Veronica the second time. And like that moment, I remember one night we have a conversation, just the two of us after the other two left. We were walking up the stairs outside the old castle and I feel like I could just talk to Veronica about anything and then she can take it and she can like throw, she, she, well, the first thing is, well, Veronica can just listen and then she can also empathize to some extent that is definitely not at the surface level. And I think uh, at that moment, I realized maybe this has something to do with her being around all these places. And it also makes me think about one conversation that I had with a psychiatrist back in the days, which is cultural, sort of like cultural conflicts, whatever, whenever it's trying to be resolved, it's always one street instead of a two-way street a lot of times. So um, I wonder whether that was because Veronica, or maybe this, you guys have felt the same way before, like whenever you have some sort of cultural conflicts, sometimes they always have have to end up being one side of the party to be the more embracive one to take it when situations are really difficult. I, I, I don't have a really better way to phrase it, but just reminds me of that. I think living everywhere, like I have become, yeah, good at listening to people and good at just 
I mean, as a person, anyways, I'm quite curious about people's stories because, like, I mean, I this is why I love what you guys are doing with this podcast because so many people have lived or moved around or moved after a certain time, but everyone's story is so different. And just because you have something and affected me in a certain way, someone could have gone through the same thing and just could affected it could have affected them like completely differently. Like, I think. I mean, look at the two of us who went <laughs> to the same high school, and look how very different we are. Yeah. And, like, I think it's just really cool to know what people's stories are because everyone does have a different story, and that's what makes it really, like... I'm not very good at finishing my sentences, so you can cut that part (laughs) out of, like... (laughs) But, yeah. Anyway, um, let's talk about, uh, I'm really curious. So which part of you do you think are most Czech? And which part of you that you think are most either Korean, American, British, South African, whatever like places that you've been? Can you help me describe? Mm. Mm. For, I think, if I can, Czech. I don't know if this is the same for you, Veronica, but... Um, I definitely think a lot of what I do, I think about my parents' history and what everything that Czech people went through and what the Czech Republic went through. And I think a lot of the way I see the current world is framed through inheriting their memories of communism and a totalitarian regime. So I think for me being Czech, everything I see is through like all the privilege that I've been given through that. Yeah, no, I think that is, like, definitely grilled into us because we are the generation right after our parents went through it, you know? Our parents were there for the Velvet Revolution, and so a lot of times it doesn't have to be, like, them blatantly saying it, but it can be small references to, the like, when people talk about it. Like, yeah, under communism, we had this, or we didn't have this, or it was like this. And you learn how to get an appreciation for how much they are trying, like, following everything. Because after all, it's still really recent. The country was only created in 1992. Like, they still have so much that, like, they're holding within themselves. So I think, yeah, that's a good... I agree with that one. Yeah. And for sure, food is not something that both Veronica and I are like, oh my god, this week I need to have tzizek. And next week, we have to have goulash. And then, oh my god, soups will make you live a long time. We really need to have soup this week. And I, I really... And music, like, we had one song together that I think both of us have a very fond like fond memories of and being checked through that one song. But I think for sure... There is nothing that would really... I think the one thing that always gets to me, and I don't know if, Kate, you have it the same, is that when people know I'm Czech and we're out drinking somewhere and I am having a beer and they're like, oh, you can't have more... Like, And I say, like, I don't want more beers. And they're like, oh, but you're Czech. You have to know how to drink your beer. Like, like it's always, always comes up that we must be the best beer drinkers because we are Czech. Like... <laughs> But that is actually one thing that any time that I had to go drinking in Korea or when I went out, I would only order Czech beer if possible. Yes. But that's the weird thing because when I was in Boston, I was only out buying Czech beer. Mm-hmm. It was like a point of principle. And then someone asked me, oh, Czechs have beer. And I got properly like defensive about it. I was like, yes, we our Czech beer is better than German beer, guys. You know, like if you're Czech, then beer is like... Yeah, for sure. So yeah. In terms of Britishness... I mean, I lived in the UK throughout, like, 
well, the last two years of high school and then for university. So I definitely think that in terms of, in terms of food, like any snacks and stuff, I will very much relate to the UK. And even just in terms of like specific phrases, like the other day I asked my friend if he wants to meet me for a beer, which is like a very normal British thing to say, knowing you don't go for one beer. No, like similar to that, I think Gabby and I were having lunch one time and it was our first year of college. And I said, I mentioned something about a missile and she, and everybody around me was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, a missile. And it turns out like I'd taken a lot of like British pronunciation, mm-hmm. but I'd put an American accent on it. Mm-hmm. So like aluminium or like a lot of these other random British terminology and I'd attached <laughs> just yeah um so I told Kate about this but so Kate is American or like she grew up in the UK but she's also American like her dad is American so I feel like when I first met her I knew that she wasn't British and she wasn't American but she has both but I just couldn't figure out where that accent was coming from and then it like totally makes sense that she takes parts and then sort of combine it and make it her own sort of accent um, and I thought that was really yes. interesting. That is definitely a thing. Getting asked where I'm from. Actually, you know, when people ask me where I'm from, I don't actually like answering immediately because it takes the fun out of it by now and it's too complicated. <laughs> so I always ask, where do you think I'm from? And usually I always get like German, Russian. In the States, I get Australian constantly. Um, don't see myself as having an Australian accent, but Boston, they were convinced I was Australian. And then, and then yeah, when I tell them that I'm Czech, they're like, oh, but your English is so good. And it's just like, right. So let's move on to like the second stage of like where I've lived. But the point being that I have such an international accent, you can't actually place where I'm from immediately, which is actually kind of fun. And then you can play around with it. And I can mock a posh British accent relatively well. So if I really want to throw people off, <laughs> then I do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so interesting. Um, can you guys each mock out like a little bit British accent just for fun? No. <laughs> I used to have a really strong British accent when I was in primary school because I would a lot of my teachers were British. And so growing up when, until I was about 10 or 12, I had a very strong, like BBC English accent. And then I started to try and distance myself from that. And I've been very bad at imitating it ever. But I find it so much fun, you know, cause like I can go around and I could actually sound like I'm British. Like there's no issue for me to be going back and forth. Um, but yeah, it really gets, the thing is it gets on people because then they're like, oh, where are you from? Like, are you actually Czech or are you British? And it's like, well, I could be from either by now, so. Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm just going to say, like, this made me realize how much flexibility as a person we have. Like, also, okay with speaking the term primary school, which is what I learned how you say, like, that thing uh, when I was in China learning English. But then later, when I moved to the States, people started saying elementary school. And then I just adopted that. And also some people say grade school. And I still understand. So, like, this one thing, there are three terms in English um, that are associated with it. But then you, you just change whenever depending on who you're talking to and stuff like that. Honestly, moving to the UK and going to high school. So the last two years of high school in the UK are called sixth form. 
like wrapping my head around it until I was like in the system for the two years. I finally like understood it because I saw it. But like applying and moving there, I was like, I have no idea. Like grade 11, okay? Can we just please say, well, it's not even grade 11. They have it as like year 12. Like, and then it's called sixth form. It's, you, but that's the thing. You kind of learn how to adapt to all these different, like, so whoever I'm talking to, I can adapt to whatever school system they were probably talking about. If they were in the States, I can be like, yeah, you went to grade 11 and 12. If they were in the UK, then like. Right. It builds so much cultural competency, sort of knowing what the words are like, or just having that sort of common language or shared experience. I had a fantastic moment in a bar in Tokyo earlier in in January. And there was these, this group of British people who had been backpacking and they wanted to talk to us because they overheard the only Americans in the bar and they came up and they were like, so where are you from? And what do you do? And I was waiting until it was my turn. And then I said, oh, I live not far from Stevenage because, and Stevenage is this like quite famous city in the UK. And it's, um, it's just like that moment when like nobody's expecting anything and you just like punch it in there and you're like, I'm one of you, surprise. You can't hear it. You don't think it, you don't see it, but hi, I'm your neighbor. And I did the same thing in Austin last year over spring break. This like this guy came up to me and said, I bet you, I, a British guy, some army guy. And he was like, I bet you don't know where I'm from. I bet like I have something special for you guys. Like I'm, I'm special here because he thought he was British. That he's going to be so cool. And I was like, sorry, mate. Not really. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think it's truly amazing as that you guys were just like so excitedly describing all these moments. So initially, when I started doing this episode, I saw we were going to talk about some really unpleasant experience, but I didn't realize like when you bring people together who actually can understand, you know, the diverse part or like those so interesting parts that are associated with culture, we somehow just forget about the unpleasant part in a way. And we just like keep talking about the really happy memories. And I also, I didn't witness a lot of the things that you guys were describing, but I somehow could understand or could feel the excitement and that was just so well easy for me to take in and yeah I, I just want to throw it out there so we just wanted to wrap up this episode by thanking Kate and Veronica so much for having this lovely conversation with us after we wrapped up we also chatted a little bit more about work culture in different countries and what it's like to be a young adult trying to move around and find community especially during this pandemic so we wanted to thank you all for listening and you can find any show notes in the description below. Thank you again to Kate and Veronica and we'll see you next time when we talk about where to go next. <laughs>